Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on and so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners, can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash drink. That's rosettastone.com slash drink. Hey. Hi, Christine. How How is your water heater that is being installed currently it's not there yet so i tried to take a bath for the first time since i was pregnant and it got cold like immediately like the water was just cold and i was like this is not going to work for me um so now we have to get a new water heater which is so expensive (laughs) i don't even want to know the price of that but uh i hope it works out for you thank you so much how are you doing i'm i'm okay we're only recording this today after yesterday so i still have the same emotions that i that i did yesterday oh good but, so you're still uh, feeling kind of down going on chip hmm. coffee is still my we... hero what's that oh i'm just talking about chip coffee don't worry about it my headphones are doing that thing again Hong, can you keep talking until i can fix this <laughs> you couldn't hear that <laughs> can you hear me yeah <laughs> I feel so out of the loop. This is fun. I could just kind of take over the show. All right. Oh, I got it. Hello, I got it. everyone. I got it. I got this it. is the Christine Schieffer <laughs> show. Welcome. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, I need, I have my headphones are back. So you can't I, hear I this. Needed... Oh, now I can. What? You just interrupted all of my applause. Hold on. This is the Christine Schieffer show. Okay. I don't know what the other things do, but I'm going to just press one and hope it's a perfect response to whatever you did. Okay. Here we are. Starting the show. Okay. <laughs> what was that? Oh, it was a drum roll. Ba-dum-tsh. Oh. Oh. So actually, it worked, it worked pretty well. Okay. Thank Maybe you. when you say something hilarious later. You know, I don't know why you can hear it and I can't hear mine. Anyway. Uh, yeah. No, nothing has changed too much uh, yet. Although I... It's funny you mentioned a bathtub because i was just thinking that like now that we have rj's bathroom Mm -hmm. he's the one that always had the bathtub (gasps) so now we finally have a bathtub but i don't know our apartment bathtubs freak me out why i don't know i just feel like same thing with hotel bathtubs like it's just so many naked bodies have probably been (laughs) Mm. there but i don't know (laughs) you know like i i feel like if it's not like you're like only you have lived there if freaks me out the the potential of how many nude people have sat there yeah i guess i get that um but that's what bleach is for 
So I get okay. That's a good point. <laughs> well, you got to give me some tips on uh, your bathtub routine because I know Allison loves a good bathtub, and I've never gotten to woo her with like a surprise bathtub situation. I don't want to know about all that. I'd rather not. No, I like 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 after a long day of work, you like like set up like a whole situation for her, but like I've never done that. So I'm I'm really not a bath person. So okay, that's okay. how everybody feels right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh what because i want to cricket the person i love okay, yep okay. Okay, boring okay. okay i'm sorry i'm gonna i had a lot of coffee today um <laughs> i so that's interesting that you talk about bathtubs after i talk about bathtubs because i'm gonna talk about bathtubs again so um i oh. <laughs> okay this is my way of just turning the conversation back to myself um okay so uh, I, I, Em and I have an announcement that, um, is not that exciting probably to Em. What? Ma- are we sitting in bathtubs together? No. <laughs> like those commercials we're holding hands. <laughs> um, no, Em and I were verified on TikTok. Oh, okay. Yes, we were. I'm, where and are we going? The reason this is exciting is that I also got verified at the same time and Em and I were, well, I was very nervous that M would take the, take one again for the team and leave me out uh, <laughs> of the verified loop. But it would have been fair because M has way more followers than me on TikTok. But anyway, point being, um, I've made I've decided to make a little Tiki Talk um, series tonight. Uh huh. <laughs> this is me uh-huh. com- committing to it in advance. Where I'm gonna I I just I wanted to show weird shit in my house, so I wanted to show like the cherub painting on the wall. Um, the weird ass ceiling and one of the things I wanted to show was my weird bathtub with the fireplace and then the like miniature plasma tv that those people installed I just want to show like random shit in my house and so I like how you started this with em and I have an announcement and I (laughs) (laughs) that's like cool well I figure now that I'm verified I feel like I'm wasting my like I feel like I need to do something with it because it feels so like I feel guilty just being verified with not doing anything so I'm gonna try to start doing some more content hashtag content Um, I will say I I grew up in an era or in a neighborhood at the very least full of people that had a plasma tv in next to their bathtub so I, I just it's so baffling to me I'm like I get that it was cool in like 2004 or whatever but it's and like the people it's funny you can see this is probably offensive but the people who were of an older generation aka our parents age every time people come see the house they're like oh that's so smart you can watch tv and I'm like you can literally put your laptop right here and my laptop screen is bigger than that entire tv christine oh 15. that is the most that is the most classic toxic christine thing ever because we've all know you would drop your laptop in the water well i have and i did and i will do it again <laughs> and that's besides the point but what am i gonna buy a cable subscription just to watch that dumb tv in the corner that's like eight inches big you know it's just stupid like why I is that there if, i guess if you don't have cable then it's basically just like a, a little grave site yeah it's just so it's- random and i can't take it off because it's gonna put a giant hole in the wall so it just sits there and you know it's one of those things that was clearly like very in vogue in like the 2000s you know oh yeah oh and, yeah we, um, my mom she snuck a little tv in wherever she could we had one in the kitchen we had one in her office we had one in the I mean, I, I, were TVs free in 2005? Did you have a know. TV in your room? Uh, I did, but I never used it. I, I had did because we had 
an extra one it was actually just for storage but it didn't have cable on it so like yeah, i can only watch like vhs or something yeah so it was more like a sleepover see i wasn't i was in this this cool group i didn't we didn't have tvs everywhere but now i do now i have one way late um that probably I, I costs think... 18 dollars now at like radio shack um i I think uh, the only time I actually had like a true TV in my room was the like the quintessential divorce kid experience where like it's your first Christmas with two families and they were trying to like one up each other with presents. And so my mom got me a TV and my dad got me a TV. What? That was not the quintessential divorce child experience in my world, but congratulations. Well, most people, it's not always a TV for sure. I'm like one of the lucky ones where I like woke up and got two TVs, but apparently they got, first of all, I will say they were like, I don't know where they went for these TVs. They were like, I think they went to the same Goodwill because I got the exact same, exact same television at both places. And they were both like these like weird chunky tube tvs when tube tvs were out <laughs> and so i was like thank you for kind of trying i like i mean like you got me a fucking tv i'm not gonna complain but it's clear that you did not pick the best of the bunch you're you're going for like a we want you to like us the most over here but not that much <laughs> oh man uh, well that must have been a fun experience my dad read me a really sad story about somebody dying and i cried a lot and that was my christmas the first year they got divorced it was a little it's we don't it's fine anyway um so the (laughs) the point is anyway i have two tvs and you have one in your bathtub (laughs) and and all of them are not used and i have an eye river when i ask for an ipod and i'm totally over it don't even worry about it that that is where you you fell my friend because my (laughs) my mom nailed the ipod thing so i'm i'm very lucky there no um and yet still today i'm trying to recover and buy myself cool things to try and make up for it but anyway so basically i want to do a fun little tiktok like series mini series of like weird shit in my house and one of them is like there's a literal fireplace two inches from the bathtub and like this really tiny tacky ass tv screwed in the wall I could really use that when I'm trying to woo Allison with our bathroom. I'm telling you, just take her to my house. Um, just install a fireplace. <laughs> don't do that because I'm scared to turn it on. Maybe I will for the TikTok. Really, any spot is a fireplace if you just start burning. If you try hard there. enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, and I'm going to do like the haunted staircase from the church and all that shit. So just a little fun thing. If you want to follow Em and me on TikTok, we now have a little blue check mark for some reason. I, I don't deserve one, but they gave me one. So here we are. Well, thank you for continually promoting me at the same time when I will be doing not But yours is already, like, <laughs> successful and fun. Like, you, they should follow you anyway because oh, you, you already have, like, you know, a content and a following and everything. So it's, like, already I, in existence. I, I can show off my, like, I don't know, two TVs or something. So You can show off uh, your wooing tactics. I've tr- I tried. No one seemed interested. Well, so. you said like, oh, naked bodies in the bathtub. And then you were like, now I'm going to woo Allison. It wasn't quite a <laughs> romantic combo. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. I am aware I'm the only one who probably thinks like that. I think Allison's very excited for an apart- uh, a bathtub. So. Like sometimes you've got to take what you got and like, <sighs> you know, enjoy it. So. Oh, well, Allison, if you're listening, please do not woo me with a bath. That's all I'm going to say. Woo me with um, a third TV. That'd be nice. Oh my gosh. What if you wake up and you have another tube TV? That would be so fun. <laughs> that also is like both of them got me TVs and forgot that like they had to hook it up to cable. So I just had two TVs and like couldn't use them. So, <laughs> so that would 
<laughs> Give me a third one of those. A third it's just a very machine. expensive white noise machine. You just turn it on to static. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue, then get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace Courses, you can create engaging content your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. I am so thrilled that we are working with Fast Growing Trees. I spent about an hour and a half on the website trying to decide what I would love to order from their products. They have so many options and you can actually filter it by zones, by growing zones to make sure you know it'll work in your garden. Um, they have everything from massive privacy shrubs and trees to very, very specific flowers. I actually ended up ordering a lilac shrub for my garden. I recently discovered how much I love the smell of lilac and so I thought, you know what? Perfect chance. Why don't I get some lilac growing in my yard? I think it's going to smell beautiful. And I also got my mom a little lavender plant as an Easter present. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code DRINK at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code DRINK at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com code DRINK. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. All right. So uh, I have a story for you, Christine, and it is a cryptid. Ooh. And uh, this is and also I feel like next week I'm probably going to jump back onto the ghost train. But I have been trying to listen to everyone's cries where like I don't spice it up enough, which I beg. To what? Differ, I was going to say, I'm, I feel like you're always spicing it up. I'm going to listen to the masses. A lot of people seem to think that it's just ghost, 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 ghost. So it, here that's we go. The, OK. All right. Anyway, here is a cryptid for you. Uh, in Huntsville, Alabama, specifically. Mm, we've been there. Eva lost her goddamn mind. Yeah, against all odds, Em and I did a show there. So random, but we did. Um, and we went to the Huntsville Space Center, Space and Rocket Center. Well, Eva lost her mind because she... I, we didn't know until we got there, actually, like, obsessed with outer space. <laughs> like, the the Rocket Center and all the that? The Rocket Center, yeah, it was so fun. Um, we had, I remember watching her, like, freak out when she saw that big rocket, and I was like, girl, are you okay? And she was like, I don't think I've ever told you how much I love outer space. That's actually, is that true? Is that when we learned about it? I remember filming it, because I was like, I've never seen Eva this excited wow, about anything. Wow, okay. It blew my mind. Yeah, so then Eva and I went to the, did you, you didn't go, go with us, did you? It was, no. it, it was pretty cool. Um they were, yeah. I I probably hyperventilated in my hotel room. I don't know. Oh well, <laughs> we hyperventilated. Eva hyperventilated at the Rocket Center, so you guys have that in common. <laughs> 
All right. Well, this is not about rockets. This is about uh, a cryptid. This is the, I don't know how to pronounce it, but I think it's Anansi's Goatman. What? Anansi's? Mm. Anansi's Goatman. And I still don't even know where Anansi came from. It's not explained. Okay. Because you would think it'd be like Huntsville's Ghostman. What? How do you spell that? Anansi's? A-N-A-N-S-I. Oh, okay. I don't know. Sure. Um, not to be mistaken, by the way, with the Goatman's Bridge, which is episode 83, or the Goatman of Maryland, which is episode 110. Why would they be confused? Just because it's another Goatman story. Oh, it's a goat. Did you say that already? Yeah, Anansi's Goatman. Oh, I got stuck on the Anansi, and I think in my head, isn't that the name of a spider? <laughs> it sounds like arachnid, certainly. No, Anansi spider is a thing. Okay, I looked it up. It's um, it's it's a old like f- either folk tale. It's like a f- old folk tale. Anansi the spider. Mm. Oh, it's like an old uh, folk tale. Okay, sorry. So oh, that's well, where in my like head a- I thought it was a giant spider. So sorry, I'm on board now. It's a goat. If it were a giant spider, I wouldn't have reported on it because I've been too busy driving even further away from Alabama. <laughs> I'm like, I'm okay. not gonna get near this thing. <laughs> um. Okay. So, yeah, I guess a folk tale goat man or something. Cool. So uh, the main character for this situation, his name is Guy. He's 16. Um, And he was visiting his family in Alabama. And this, I mean, it just kind of goes straight in. There's no real history to Do it. Do we this know what year it was? 2012. Oh, wow. Recent. Okay. And so uh so guys visiting his family in alabama uh this is just like his one account of it is why i'm going straight into this his uncle had a lot of trailers in the woods where he was visiting on their property for like hunting or camping or i mean kind of just i feel like people i don't i don't want to say all people in the south but all the people i know in the south just all have like random extra sheds on their property Well, yeah you got all that land you know if you have land you're gonna put stuff on it i guess one of my sisters, one of my stepsisters, she just moved onto this property where she got the house. And then on top of it, she got eight sheds. <laughs> um, that sounds frightening. I'm like, I don't want to know what's in those sheds. They're, okay. But it's actually so, it's like they're pretty big. Like some of them, like one of them, they turned into a whole like guest house. Oh, my God. Uh, one of them, they turned into her yoga studio. Oh, one my they God. One, they turned into his blacksmith forge uh because it like she already have, like, had a colonial village that she's turning into her <laughs> own little land her own little island that's crazy and then she's got like a, like a shed for all the, like the actual tools like like, like butter churning shed. and shit <laughs> i'm just like picturing where you walk around the village and look at all the little buildings i remember her showing it to me and i was like holy crap what like, state is that or what virginia yeah, virginia yeah wow okay sure yeah um so anyway this this she Uncle should do a TikTok T-series of all the cool <laughs> shit at my house. I She'll blow me right out of the water. She probably has she, a ton of baby TVs in all the little sheds. I, honestly, it, I, I remember seeing... I went into each of them. Like, the Blacksmith Forge is legit. Like, the floor is made of metal and shit. I mean, it's creepy. And because it was already a Blacksmith Forge, which is what okay. makes it creepy. <laughs> yeah. and, so, and so now, like, someone's just... How convenient for them that they walked in and they were like, oh, I also blacksmith. This will be Oh, useful. how convenient. <laughs> anyway, this uncle apparently lived on my sister's property and had a shitload of trailers. 
And so when Guy was visiting, he was hanging out with a group of kids at the family's house. And some of them were cousins. Some of them were his cousin's friends. Some were neighbors. It was just kind of like a, a big group of kids, which I feel like is pretty common when you're visiting family. You just end up in a group full of mm-hmm. people and you don't even know who everyone you're is. You're just kind of mixed in. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they all, the kids say that they want to go camping and just use one of the trailers for the night and just hang out all together. So the group gets to the campsite and uh, a guy said that it started feeling really weird. He didn't know how to explain it, but something just felt off in the woods. Uh Oh, Um, he said the air smelled really electrical, like ozone, which I hate that. And basically there's like nothing else you can really do about it. They were like, okay, that's a funny smell. And they just kind of (laughs) ignored it and went about their day. And at one point while they're over by the creek, uh, I guess another guy that lives near the property and his son like peeked out of the bushes and they were like, oh, what are you what are you doing here? You're close to my property. They ended up saying, oh, well, you know, so and so is our uncle and they knew each other. So the guy like was carrying a shotgun, by the way, mm-hmm. and not to overlook this, but it's Alabama. Uh, the group was primarily uh, people of color kids mm-hmm. of color and the guy was a white guy with a gun oh so already on uh, on edge sure so he's asking like what are you up to what are you doing um and i guess he knew the uncle so he basically said okay well just be careful out here because there's something out in the woods well, <laughs> oh sure okay thanks <laughs> it's like yeah it's me dude there's just something relax. out here in the woods okay the guy who was creeping them out had a son who actually seemed pretty cool and he ended up hanging out with them for the rest of the night okay and we like him there's like no like trick to that okay Just, i was ready relaxed. i was we ready can re- i know we can relax okay so the son's name was tanner and he ends up staying back and hanging out uh with guy and the, the group of kids um and the kids by the way they're like 15 17 so i should stop saying kids they're like teenagers mm-hmm. and uh in total there are 11 teenagers okay in the group wow that's now, a big group. now including tanner yeah i would not be able to keep up i'd be overwhelmed if i didn't know any of them and now i like also the random neighborhood kid popped on and now included. we're in the <laughs> scary ass woods yeah i'd be freaking out and a dude was like you better be careful out here there's something out here we'll anyway let me take my gun <laughs> yeah walk out so uh so there's 11 teenagers some again friends some are just randos in the neighborhood that i guess just kind of saw a group of people and tagged along so it's just a weird assortment of kids Mm -hmm. um and they all hung out all day and headed back to the trailers and tanner said he was gonna go ask his dad if he could come back and stay out later with them and go spend the night so uh it was so two of the other kids decide that they're also going to go with Tanner to go talk to his dad, just so he's not alone walking through the woods back to his house. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rest started hanging back and starting a fire. Mm-hmm. So pretty soon after the fire got started, uh, guy says that the smell of ozone came back through the area mm-hmm. and it was a very quote, nasty metallic smell. Mm. And the kids all start getting nervous because the smell is so strong that they think there's like an electrical fire in one of the trailers. Oh, no. Um, So they get up uh, from the fire and start looking around for signs of the smell. They're all getting they're all getting in the trailer trying to find like what could have been touched or left on or something. Yeah. And as they're all looking in the trailer, all of a sudden they hear 
bull rushing footsteps no, running towards the trailer. No, 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 no. It ends up being Tanner and the two cousins. Oh, thank God. <laughs> you told me I didn't have to worry about that kid and that I could relax. And here we are. He's bull rushing me all of a sudden. And he sprints. They sprint towards the trailer. They don't even like look around to see who's outside the trailer, who's in the trailer. They just sprint and keep running until they're inside the trailer and lock the door. Fuck. They run. Uh, when they run straight in, uh, the three of them are crying, and oh, one of them no. is dirty, and they're all trying to catch their breath. Oh no! Um, so the other kids notice that the fire is also like about to like go down outside. So like, okay, while you relax, we're gonna go find a generator in the sheds. And they were like, no, don't, don't go outside. Leave. Lock don't the door. Leave. Oh Jesus! Sorry, that scared the Shoo. absolute crap out of me. <laughs> Their and generator in, goes off. And in that moment, I lost my mind. What is that? That's my water heater, probably. <laughs> oh, God. That's a silly, silly sound. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's over. What a, oh, okay. <clears throat> so Tanner says that he's going to, or that he had gone to his house to ask his dad if he could stay out late. And the dad said, yeah, but you should bring a rifle with you, which like is the most Alabama thing <laughs> ever. Um, <and laughs> so, He's like, here, I have extra. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, the reason that he said bring a, a rifle with you just in case is because a few days earlier, one of their pigs they found out had been like violently mangled by a different <gasps> animal in the woods. Oh, no. Um, so sad. Before they left, uh, he was like, oh, bring a gun. But then he ended up changing his mind. He was like, actually, son, I probably shouldn't let you take a gun. Um, oh, that's thoughtful. <laughs> and so he was like, it probably won't bother any humans. Don't worry about it. So just, you know, head on out and you'll be good. So Tanner and the cousins ended up leaving. But as they were leaving the house to come back to the campfire, it was pitch black and they heard something in the bushes. No. Which, like, all of a sudden, now they're like, I wish I had a fucking gun. Yeah. Uh, so when they looked out that way with their flashlights, they saw someone standing out in the no. woods. No. No. No, thank you. Nope. The person was facing away from Goodbye them. Goodbye forever. And they kept moving and tried to just, like, avoid whoever that was. But soon they noticed that smell of ozone. Okay, I'm f getting freaked. I don't like this. They looked back to where the guy was, and he had moved closer to the well, path. Still, still not backwards. No, 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 no. So freaked out, they start moving faster and hustling, and uh, basically they start hearing a muttering in the woods next to them. Goodbye. They couldn't tell where it was coming from, so one of them pulled out their flashlight again, and they saw, quote, something jerking itself through the woods. Okay. Oh, you're giving me goose can. And they, the muttering got louder and louder. <laughs> oh, no. Then they heard the footsteps right behind them. No, no. And they could hear the foot tracks. There were the footsteps gaining on them. So as they came up the campfire, they just full-blown booked it and heard something following behind. Was it, st was it still backwards? Do we know? I don't know. If, can you imagine if something was running backwards? <laughs> like, as fast as you are at full speed. But, like, how scary would that be? Like, it sounds funny, but it actually it would be so fucking terrifying. It, like, 
I don't also why are you still sh- like flashing your flashlight to let someone know where you are good like, point abso- I mean I get- at that point the dark is the your best friend except if you're me and you trip over every branch but okay <laughs> yeah I guess <laughs> you gotta do high knees high knees no. <laughs> I can't do that we both know it <laughs> so uh but yeah so they're they sprint to the trailer and they hear something gaining on them the whole time so hearing this uh hearing this story one of the class one of the cousins in the trailer is like oh my classmate was talking about that it's the that sounds like the goat man Ooh, mm-hmm. but but here's the thing about the goat man so first of all it's half man half goat shape shifts and bad luck if you mention it at all and now they're just no like, say it. <laughs> and now they're just saying its name left left and right crap so it feels like a beetlejuice moment here mm-hmm. so as they're all panicking and still not knowing where this ozone smell is coming from, by the way, out of nowhere, the smell goes away. So this is a quote from Guy. To this day, I haven't experienced anything like it. Like usually smell will fade away or lessen, but it literally just was there one second and then not. <sighs> so, so it just went goodbye and the ozone okay, smell was over. Okay, that's good, I guess. Uh, after that nothing seemed to happen for the rest of the night they ended up going out and having a fire and they like kind of calmed down because I, I don't know if they thought like oh that was just neighbors trying to be dicks or something uh, but they ended up calming down they even stayed out for another night camping hmm. and everything was fine until 1 a.m oh no and they're out by the fire and they smell that ozone no. come back <clears throat> This time it's more potent than ever, and one of them even starts dry heaving because of how bad this Ugh, is. Okay. Immediately, there's this weird feeling in the air that a lot of the kids could sense. And got this is a quote from Guy. Well, yeah, that, the ones dry heaving all over the place. Of course, there's I know. a weird feeling in the air. <laughs> so, Guy, this is a quote from him saying, Something wasn't right, and we should have all just fucking left. Yeah, no shit. Oh my God. Oh, this no. is the problem with teenagers and i was He's one of them teenagers so I, can, I was exactly in this boat where i was like let's do the stupidest things possible and now i'm like going into the woods was your first problem that's right i was gonna say step one i'm not there anymore no thank you step one stay in the air-conditioned well-lit home that you pay for instead of sleeping outside stay at Goodbye. m's house they have like 16 tvs in all the rooms why would you leave <laughs> why would you ever leave <laughs> You know what? You're speaking the truth, sister. Okay. <laughs> so uh, everyone gets in the camper and just hunkers down because they have this really weird feeling going on. Smart. It's super spooky. They don't even want to be outside because they feel like a million eyes are on them. They get in the, the camper and just lock the door and they start cooking the hot dogs on the stove because they're like, fuck the fire. <laughs> they're like, we won't <laughs> eat these raw, but. Right. So they had three of those um, four pack hot dogs. So. They were just cooking okay. a dozen dogs. And after everyone had eaten one, one of the younger cousins goes back up to the stove to get a second one. No. He says it's unfair that someone got to eat two when everyone else only had one. No. And another person comes back with everyone only had one hot dog each. There aren't any left. And that's when someone realizes that means if everyone had one and there were 12, 12 people are here and then guy is like yeah i only had one two (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't me it must be a goat man of course you would i would be like that's m you idiot (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, unfortunately for them, they realized there were t- there were twelve pot dogs and everyone only ate yeah, one. Yeah, forget it. Where is that missing one? Because there's only eleven of forget us. Forget it. So in that moment, one of the cousins freaks out and goes, "Everyone, get out of the trailer because there's someone else in here." <gasps> oh my god! No. no. So. Because if everyone only had one and there's 11, but 12 hot dogs are eight, what happened? And it was me. But everyone, you know, it was also. <laughs> so uh, here's the, the here's a quote from Guy. Uh, basically, nobody had noticed because it was such a random group of people. No one had noticed there was a 12th person. Oh, right. Because they don't know each other. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Quote from Guy. There had been 12 people in the cabin. But be- but being that everybody didn't really know each other well, nobody had really noticed the whole fucking time that there was an extra person. Mm. And then I realized earlier that I had kind of noticed something was off. You know how when you're dicking around, having a good time, mm. and you don't sweat the small shit, and you don't always keep track of stuff? I'm sure now that someone else had been in the trailer with us and that they had been there for at least a whole fucking day eating with us. Yucko. Oof. Yucko. So... The kids book it out of the trailer, and when they count up the group, now there's only 11 kids again. I don't like that. Which means they know someone is still in the trailer. <gasps> oh, eating all the hot dogs. <laughs> Just They're like, there was actually a fourth pack. No one knew, but I did. Uh, when someone, some of the older kids got really brave, and they grabbed a bunch of sticks. Stupid, and they stupid. charged at the trailer like i don't know like, do, yeah okay and uh but nobody was there it had already oh, this no. person slash thing had already slipped away oh no so since they knew that the trailer was empty now all of them race back into the trailer and lock the door oh, they, basically they all realized uh what's happened and even one of the friends had noticed that there were 12 people in the group and when she tried to mention it apparently this 12th person quote, grabbed her leg hard and leaned over toward her and said something she couldn't understand. What? Ew. So I'm again guessing like it either freaked her out and she had been scared to not say anything the whole time or like if it's some mystical being it maybe like put her under some sort of trance or like maybe it was talking to her but she couldn't really hear it and it muffled the awareness her awareness. I don't know. So uh, they all stay up as late as, as long as they can. Eventually they, some of them started falling asleep and by sunrise, they start to wake up. Um, It's still barely light outside, but they're already packing their shit. They're like, let's get out of here. Good idea. Um, Most of the kids had the good idea where they wanted to get home, but they were already a divided camp because some of them were like, let's leave now. And some of them were like, let's wait until it's fully lit outside. Mm. Um, and some people still thought that everyone was just bullshitting them and trying to ruin the camp trip. And they were like, we want to stay. Okay. Okay. Good luck with that. So unfortunately for Guy, he apparently had to stay back with that <laughs> no. like stupid group because it was his uncle's cabin no. and he had to lock up. I would have been like, First of all, fuck you. I'm in charge here because I have the keys and True. we're leaving. Yeah. Or I would have been like, I- I'll take the heat from my uncle. Here are the keys. You stay and do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. You take care of this cabin. Yeah. I would have been like, that. it's cute that you think you have any fucking say here. <laughs> we're going. Um, 
so a group of the smart kids that did want to leave during the morning, uh, they left pretty much as soon as possible, which means that now that some of them are left, there's now only eight people left in the group. So, which is wild because I think there'd be more than three of the 11 who wanted to leave. You'd hope so. I mean, I would think so, but I guess not. Well, I guess one of them was guy who didn't want to be there. And then another one who volunteered to stay was Tanner. Tanner. And Um, so then there were six more. And then there's six more. So uh, still over half the group. What are they thinking? I guess they're teenagers. I don't know. I don't know. They're silly, silly kids. Um. So Tanner, one of the eight that stayed behind, he promised he would come back, but he was going to go to his house dirt while it was uh, well lit outside and grab a gun. <laughs> he was like, I'm not he's like, around this time. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you were right. Which also, like, if I were the dad and my kid was like, I'm coming home to grab a gun because I'm scared out in the woods. I'd be like, just don't go back. You're coming home to grab a gun and you're not leaving the house anymore. You're staying or like, here. Well, while it's well lit, like, just have all those kids over at our house and we'll just have a campfire here. Like, I don't understand the okay whatever yeah so uh so the group of seven kids stayed all day while tanner said he'd come back and even though tanner was supposed to be back by now he hasn't been seen (gasps) no no so the group has been waiting around for tanner to get there all day and now it's dusk and it's getting dark and they start feeling antsy about it getting dark and the kids are all sitting in the trailer (gasps) one of the kids while they're all sitting in the trailer together one of the kids realizes that one of the girls that left that morning is standing by the fire pit. What? Facing away. No, from no, 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 <laughs> no. And all of a sudden, the kids start to smell that ozone smell oh, again. Oh, fuck. They get a gut feeling that something's off. And she straight up stands out there for 20 minutes. I don't like that. I don't. Not once, not once looking at them. Nah, don't love it. Don't love it. One of the girls that's part of the group decides that she's going to leave the trailer and try to go talk to her. Okay. But stops dead in her tracks halfway to her and begins dry heaving <gasps> as if this thing is what's causing oh, the smell no. or something. This, this person smells like ozone now or something. But here's the creepy thing creepier thing begins dry heaving without making any sound almost as if it's laughing and by it i mean like the person that is part of their group and uh, in like left the trailer to go talk to her right now she's she's acting out of sorts so i don't know so she's dry heaving but actually it looks like she's laughing yeah she's like oh 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 stop oh don't do it no no uh so she here's the quote from guy It was this fact that it was silent, that she was dry heaving while silent. It was this fact that made me realize that there was not a fucking sound in the whole woods. It was dead silent. No. So it it had turned everything silent. Yuck. And uh, she basically that girl had like a moment of what the fuck is going on? Why am I dry heaving to this smell? She runs back inside uh, and locks the door and they all close all the window blinds and like kind of peek out to check on that girl still standing by the fire pit to be like, why is she out there? Why isn't she talking to us? Why is she standing, not facing us? Mm -mm. And so they're just staring at her, just waiting for something to happen. And then all of a sudden, no, bang, 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 bang. (gasps) What? 
Tanner is at the door. Again, this guy loves to make an appearance. Didn't they so, see him coming if they're staring out at the other girl? They were looking out the other window, probably. I don't know. Okay. But uh, he's shouting at the door now, like, let me in. And when they open the door for him, they realize that the their friend, the girl from earlier, is gone. Oh, man. Tanner says that he saw the girl when he was coming up to the trailer, but didn't recognize her as someone from the group. <gasps> what? So either it was her or it was something shape-shifting to kind of look Ugh. like her. Or As he approached the trailer, the girl that was standing by the fire pit stared at him and, according to Tanner, seemingly got closer and closer to him without ever moving. Mm. And so Yuck. now that Tanner... So now that Tanner's there, the group all day was seven people. And with Tanner, there's now eight. And yet when someone, when everyone's kind of stops talking for a moment, Tanner whispers to Guy and says, you know, there are only seven of us in here, right? <gasps> Even there's, there's supposed to be eight. Oh no. So sure enough, there was never eight people staying behind. <gasps> there, oh no. That, that person or that thing or whatever it was, was hanging around and involved in the conversation about staying behind what? and was part of the head count of eight people, even though. So like nobody was like, who the hell is that? I guess so. At this I don't point, know. Do they, they need to be a little more astute of their aware <laughs> of their surroundings, I would say. But I, yeah, at this point, I'd be if I knew that there was a stranger among us right and we're all strangers i would be trying to learn everything about every person i'd at least memorize everyone's faces i mean you'd think you'd at least recognize the people you spent multiple days with but whatever yeah but also maybe if it's you know it this thing was like grabbing that girl's leg and like kind of muttering to her and like kind of warped reality for a moment maybe it has that effect where like no it was just, everyone was kind of blind to yeah this thing. that's I don't true know. that's true i feel like that happens in your story sometimes yeah so uh so yeah there one of them wasn't supposed to be part of the group and was Ugh. currently not there since there were only seven people okay well that's the only good part of this so far yeah so the other person must have been hanging around all day and only recently got locked outside mm. so tanner tells them that uh he was like i told my cousin who also lives around here that you know what's going on so he's going to come spend the night with us he's also going to bring a rifle like if you have to bring this many guns into a situation just don't be there just leave just, just go leave. home just go home <laughs> so uh the cousin's name was reese so tanner says reese is, go is gonna be here soon and he'll drive us back in the morning so when reese gets there he has uh a rifle and a lantern and he mentions that he assumed the kids were cooking when he came up to the trailer because something metallic was in the air they or were something cooking electrical. a bunch of forks on the grill what do you mean <laughs> a bunch <laughs> of blood um he also says where's your other friend i met coming up the trail oh no 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 <laughs> he says there was a girl on the path no. that stared at him as he walked by and anytime he tried to talk to her she was unresponsive to his questions and she was she, staring at him uh-uh she was staring at him and she smiled as he left Blah. goodbye as he kept going she seemed to follow him very slowly like he 
like she was lagging basically like she couldn't keep up it was so weird because she was walking backwards too and he was like you can walk normal <laughs> this time she was walking on her head she was just <laughs> break dancing around me uh she he said that he tried to always like even he was trying to walk slowly to see if she would catch up with him and she could never keep up yuck was she trying to like lure him back or she just can't walk fast whatever i guess she just can't walk fast yeah I don't know. um eventually she muttered something and so he couldn't hear what she said so when he turned around all of a sudden she was right up on him Blech. goodbye so for someone who couldn't keep up all of a sudden apparently could keep She's up right this whole there time and was like nose to nose with him when he turned around yuck um and he asks if she's okay and if she needs help. Are you okay? And- Do you need help? <laughs> yeah. That's what I would say and when, too. And when he went to touch her shoulder though, uh, she seemed to have moved away without having moved at all. He's like, yeah. I swear I, I should have been able to touch her shoulder, but nah. like my hand fell. So he's like, does not know what's going on. She's shifty. She's break dancing around. <laughs> and eventually she disappeared and he assumed that she had just taken a shortcut or something and he would find her back here. <laughs> she she's just taking a shortcut <laughs> i like how in, in his mind he was like oh i'll catch up with her later but it's like i pray i'll never yeah, see her I again hope she's going somewhere far far away from me <laughs> so right before midnight that ozone smell comes back and soon there's a sound at the door christine and it is quote half knocking half clawing <laughs> goodbye and a voice oh no at the door oh, no. and apparently the voice sounded this is okay i like how guy couldn't think of any other example he said it was like a of like one of those youtube videos where it sounds like your cat is talking oh no where like your cat like it's mimic not a, a sound like mimic a word yeah oh yeah oh yuck oh yuck and the voice just kept saying let me in mm, nope what if it was just a cat <laughs> <laughs> it's just, what if it was just that silly break dancer and her cat it's she, that tiktok famous cat we all know about who likes to talk about <laughs> <in> closed doors <laughs> so yeah this voice at the door now starts saying let me in yeah so after a while of this, you could start hearing someone walking around the campground and then coming back to the door and then walking around the campground and coming back to the door. No. So at least now they're like validated that there was something following them all fucking day. Right. Um, and here's where it gets crazy. After a few hours of just hunkering down in the trailer, Reese says, fuck it. And he opens the door with his rifle and just starts fucking shooting out there okay well that's not really the greatest plan but whatever no and uh eventually he must have hit something <gasps> because all of a sudden you just hear guttural scream <gasps> oh my god and later reese reported that he did hit something he saw something crawl out of the bushes towards the trailer which is what he shot at this so, is his report in the police station when they're like you're <laughs> under arrest for shooting somebody i i don't God. i don't know so although they kept hearing the screaming for a little bit they basically they stayed in the trailer they're like we don't want to find out what that's good idea is. sort of uh sort of yeah so they stayed in the trailer for the rest of the night and they were just hoping until morning and they were like Ugh. i imagine they were like what are we gonna see when we get out there yeah um 
So just in case. Also, they're out of hot dogs. Like, what are they even <sighs> eating? I'd right. be so hungry. They're eating gunpowder, okay? Oh, yuck. <laughs> just like the old days. That's why it smells so metallic. They're trying to cook yeah. it on the stove. It's just their breath. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> So they all are like, okay, everyone just try to go to bed. Tanner volunteers to, like, keep watch of the door in case, like, this person or whoever somehow gets up and comes back to the door or if another person shows up. I don't know. But Tanner was like, I'm going to volunteer to stay up. And he sits there, watches the door. uh, And after the screaming stopped, which I don't know how to take that, but Tanner started to fall asleep. I knew it. I was like, let me guess. Mm-hmm. all these all these like super hot shots who are like i got a gun i'll protect you i'll protect you blah blah, blah. they're all falling asleep falling what? asleep on the job it's like sounds like someone else should be in charge of you know protecting us maybe thank ask you. that girl who's standing backwards over there and smells like metal she's she seems to be sturdy in, <laughs> yeah, her, in her convictions her she constitution is, is very strong <laughs> <laughs> So just in case, uh, yeah, Tanner volunteers to stay up and falls asleep. And at one point, while nodding off to sleep, this is what he told Guy later, but he didn't tell anyone for a couple of days. At one point, he's nodding off to sleep and he realizes someone he didn't recognize, Uh-oh. quote, coming out of the bathroom. Oh, no. And then laying down in the middle of the floor and going to sleep. And then he's like, night, night. <laughs> now well, I'm going to sleep. Well, before he could really fall asleep, he uh, he was like, what do I do? Because he was like, if I try to attack it or, or attack this person or something, it could hurt someone else in the trailer. Yeah, like quarters. Like it's clearly... I don't know. It's it's clearly a scary situation where I guess they thought this person was at least faking it. So maybe I'll fake it too. And yeah. it's still playing. It's just it's still playing this weird trick with us. So, um, so he basically said, "I wanted to attack it. I wanted to kill it. I wanted to piss it off because it's like this weird shapeshifter thing." But Tanner pretended to sleep all night and watched it the whole oh, time. Oh, smart! And quote: "This is from Guy." When he when Tanner told me later, he said it would stand up in the middle of the night and do this weird jittery thing. Okay, or, forget it. Or heave like it was laughing, but then <gasps> but then lay back down. Oh God, Em, I hate it. And it did that all throughout the night. Oh, um, okay. So no wonder. So he, I hope he didn't fall asleep because my adrenaline would be through the fucking roof at this point. Oh yeah, I think. I mean, for you to. Can you imagine watching it then get up just to stand there and do like a weird dance and like silently And you laugh? like have your gun ready and it's like, anyway, back to bed. And you're like, oh, okay. What a weird confident power move too of like everyone's sleeping and I'm not getting shot. I'm just going to do a little dance real quick. Oh my God. Yeah. So the next morning, everyone woke up and left immediately. And Tanner, who hadn't told anyone yet that this is what he saw because he didn't know who was in the group and who wasn't. Like who was who was the outlier? And he, he was like, I just I'm gonna stay back and everyone else like just start walking towards the trailer, but I'll lock up the cabin and then jog up to catch up with you afterwards. Okay. So while everyone started walking, Tanner checked everything in the trailer and realized the whole time that nobody had ever locked one of the windows. Oh, <gasps> it's coming in and out. So it had been slipping in and out whenever it wanted. Goodbye. And when Tanner stayed back. Uh, because he was like the whole group will go ahead of me including 
whatever this person creature thing is when he stayed back he saw that one of them was lagging behind and so he grabbed the keys and he jogged up to the rest of the group but before he did he got a look at this creature lagging behind them and it stared him in the eyes and then disappeared into the forest oh god and that is the creepy pasta called Anansi's Goatman. Do you know? I know that story. Or I, I, I was gonna ask: Is this a creepy pasta? Because back in like two, was it written in two thousand twelve? Mm-hmm. It was when my brother, I was in college or just finishing college, and my brother was in college, and he was like, "There's a subreddit," and I wasn't on Reddit, and he's like, "It's called Creepy Pasta," and I remember going, "Creepy Pasta, what?" And he mm-hmm. sent me that story, and I remember reading it like halfway and going, "I'm not, I can't do this." Like I just, <laughs> could, I like bailed on it. I was so freaked out. And so as you were telling it, it was the part where there was like an extra person in the room where I was like, oh, fuck yeah. this story. Now I'm being forced to listen to the whole fucking thing because I never <laughs> finished it. I was so freaked out. And that's when I learned what <laughs> creepypasta was. Well, so this is ranked as one of like the top 10 best creepypastas. Wow. I that scared. I remember I was like on an airplane or something. And I was like, this is not doing it for me. Alexander, this is too scary. Um, uh, wow. I will. I, What's so wild too is it was written by unknown. It was like anonymous or something. Whoa, so like, that makes it creepier somehow. It makes it creepier, but also can you imagine being the person who wrote one of the top ten stories on Reddit? And you're like, and like I, no it one's me. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's uh, that is a that is a wild one. Um. Yeah, you, and I wonder you. why it's called Anansi. Whatever. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I got as far as the hot dog thing, and then the like. There was an extra person in the room, and I was like. I think I've gotten a taste of what this Reddit website is, and I don't want to be a part of it anymore. Like, I I can read the vibe. Yeah, I remember <laughs> when uh, I remember hearing about creepy pasta for the first time freshman year of college, and when my roommate was really into creepy pasta, and she was like, "Oh, do you do you like creepy pasta?" And I thought it was a type of pasta, of course. And I I was trying to be cool, and I was like, "Yeah, I love creepy pasta. It's so good." Oh <laughs> my like, god! We had like a good. This 10 is like the time I was like talking about chip coffee, and you were like, "Yeah, totally." And I'm like, "Em doesn't know what the fuck I'm talking about," and is <laughs> pretending. One of my one of Deirdre's brothers at one point at a party, the band or the music like Cake was playing. Oh god, and, here we go. And at the same time, he was eating cake, and so someone came up to him and was like, "Man, I love cake." And, <laughs> So and the bro- but the guy was talking about the music yeah, yeah. And, and he was like man i love cake and deirdre's brother was like yeah i this cake is i love this cake. Uh, was he like really do good. you want some <laughs> <laughs> it's chocolate it's like i love cake oh. um anyway so i don't know there you have it i wanted to do something that is just terrible i mean it was terrible. also easy to research because i just had to tell you the story it's so also, freaky um guy i didn't know what to call him so i just called him guy because <laughs> he's a guy oh there's no it wasn't like a name oh the whole it's the whole thing no i definitely narrated it differently than like the verbatim story but but like it was, the narrator uh, didn't give their own name yeah so oh, okay. i just called him guy anyway guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh that is freaky stuff Ugh, i was like looking behind me in the video the whole time like freaked out something was gonna move or i don't know Ugh gross i know I, the second i read someone was standing not facing mm. them, but following them i was like that's enough it's actually really not great for my mind but thank you 
Um, wow. Okay. What a tale, Em. Um, are you guys happy now that you made M branch out or whatever the fuck? Okay. <laughs> you know when you've got the holidays, the new year, and then all of a sudden it's sort of back to the grind? Especially if you run a small business, it can be really hard to get back into the swing of things. But Stamps.com is here to make that a little bit easier for you. Stamps.com streamlines all your mailing and shipping to turbocharge your operational efficiencies. For 25 years now, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses, whether they're mailing out checks, invoices, legal documents, books, podcast branded koozies, maybe that's just us, or anything else. Get access to the USPS and UPS mailing services you need to run your business right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. And with rates you can't find anywhere else, like up to, get this, 89% off USPS and UPS, how could you go wrong? We have loved Stamps.com for years, not quite 25, but since we started the podcast, which was 2017, and we could not get by without it. I remember there were days where we didn't have Stamps.com, those I call the dark ages, and I was hand shipping everything and driving it on my lunch break to the post office. It was all very hectic. Stamps.com, I do it straight from my house, and it makes my life a trillion times easier. Keep your mailing and shipping moving at the speed of your business with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code DRINK for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code DRINK. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Junie, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues, and Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD to save 20%. Prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So I have a story for you today also, um... Believe it or okay. not. And it is the story of Donna and Ramsey Scrivo. Oh, I do not. I feel like I would remember the name Scrivo. Yeah, I didn't know it at all Okay, before. Uh, so I watched an episode of Snapped uh, about this. I know you'll love Snapped. You know how I love it. You know how I love it. <laughs> um, And so we're going to be looking into this case. Uh, there's also a true crime YouTuber called That Chapter who did a great video that summed up the case as well. So that was a lot of the information. Um, so we're in 2014, only two years after the Anansi Goatman made his big debut in Huntsville, Alabama. You know it well. I remember it. Like it was five minutes ago. <laughs> um, so it's January 27th and 60-year-old nurse Donna Scribo walked into the police station in St. Clair Shores, Michigan to file a missing persons report for her son, 32-year-old Ramsey Scribo. 
And there's actually a video of this. She told police he went out for a walk yesterday at about 6.30 p.m. and didn't come home. As far as she knew, he'd only left the house uh, to get some cigarettes and only taken his wallet and phone with him. She'd already checked the bars he frequented uh, as well as other like spots that he was known to go to, uh, but she couldn't find him. And she also found it disconcerting that she had called his phone over and over again, but he wasn't answering the phone. And Mm. she explained like she was particularly worried, even though he's 32 years old, she was particularly worried because he was suffering from severe paranoia, anxiety and mental health issues. So uh, Donna was worried like something bad had happened to him. Um, It was also a very cold winter, uh, even for Michigan, and she feared that uh, he could have gotten stranded somewhere. Mm. And thirdly, a year earlier, Ramsey had uh, gotten in trouble with the law when he had assaulted his friend at a bar, um, and he had been struggling with drugs and alcohol. So now she's worried any of the above, or he's in trouble with the law again, and she needs to find him. Whoa, okay, yeah. So there's a lot of possible avenues, and none of them are great. Um, So police start searching for Ramsey. They call his friends, the people he's known to see often, but no one seems to know where he is. Um, They try to track him down via his phone and his credit cards, but none of them showed any activity. It seemed like he had just vanished into thin air. So let's do a little... (laughs) May 10th, 1981, Ramsey Scrivo is born to Donna and Daniel Scrivo. Uh, He graduated in 1999 from De La Salle Collegiate High School in Warren, Michigan. He had a bachelor's degree from Wayne State University, and he worked as a staff accountant at Allstate Insurance. Uh, According to USA Today, Ramsey briefly worked as an accountant but uh, resigned after a supervisor criticized his work and then decided to go into building construction trades and uh, started a lawn maintenance business just before his hospitalization for mental health crisis basically okay so donna and her husband daniel had bought ramsey the house they were currently uh living in together in 2006 because they were worried about him after his diagnosis with paranoid schizophrenia and depression um and he one of the things that uh kind of came about as a result of his schizophrenia is that he was always afraid someone had poisoned his drink or had planted like a nano chip in his tooth. And so his paranoia oh. was just like through the roof. And so his mom is like, we're going to live together under the same roof so we can keep an eye on you and keep you safe. Sure. Yeah. Which makes sense. sense. Um, and he, so in 2010, he got into a fight at a bar, which led to him cracking his head open on the concrete. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh my God. What kind of fight are you getting into? I know. He was also very drunk. So I'm sure that had something to do with it. Um, and this event led to more drinking and like with the mental health crises he was in already, the drinking did not help, obviously. Um, and he started to get into more trouble with the law. He was charged with assault for the fight and was uh, given a probation officer. And police would later say they had been in contact with Donna fairly regularly already because of legal issues with Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he'd been get- getting into a lot of fights, that kind of thing. So it got to the point that because of his severe mental illnesses, Donna was granted guardianship of her son uh, at age 32. And that was in May of 2013. And this was another kind of tumultuous thing that happened. Um, Meanwhile, Daniel, 
the the dad uh, was actually struggling with terminal illness as well. So oh my God, they're having wow. a hard time under this roof. This poor family. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, they're going through it. And um, unable to properly process his dad's condition, it seemed like Ramsey was turning more to drugs, alcohol, and medications to cope. Um, and so Donna was like just freaked out about him and like his safety. And she said uh, when his dad went, so would he. That was like her fear is that like if – his dad passed, he would kind of go off the deep end, as, as it were. Um, and it was believed that Ramsey wasn't taking just his own medication, but was even taking his dad's morphine. Um, and, Ooh. you know, he's on psych meds and that kind of thing. It's just not not good. I feel like every five seconds I'm just going, oh. Ooh. It's like another Whoa. blow. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, my gosh. And also, um, her name's Monica? The- Donna. 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 Mm-hmm. Wow. Donna sounds like she's Her name's really Donica. <laughs> No, it's not. <laughs> that was- uh, I'm sorry. It's like Emothy and Jimothy. It just makes me laugh for some reason. By the reason. way, I don't think you realize how how potent Emothy has been in my life. Really? You realize- Allison's starting to say it. Yes, Al. Thank you. She made me she made me a drink yesterday. I I've been having a a, a thing where I'm going through a mocktail phase. And like I That's fun. And so Allison's been trying to make me mocktails. And yesterday it was called the Emothy Sunrise. Wait, and I was stop. Like, That's so cute. It was it was also very tasty, but I feel like you think that you said something once and just manifested that it would leach out into the but world. But see, here's the has. thing is, remember when I said it and I was like, what do you mean I always say that? And you were like, no, you don't. But I say it in my head all the time. And so I think I've just <laughs> manifested it mentally for so long that like by the time I said it once, it like blew up into a sensation, you know? It's like everyone could sense the power that came with it. Also, empathy just has such a nice ring to it. I don't know. It's just like empathy. <laughs> it's just so easy to say. Um, so I was talking to one of my hometown friends and they were asking like, oh, if you would ever change your name, what would it be? And I jokingly was like, oh, well, Christine always calls me empathy. <laughs> no. Oh, no. And then she looked at me like I was the dumbest person. She was like, maybe pick a different name. And I was no, like, I wasn't going to actually first of all, pick that. Uh, who's that? Because I have someone I have someone I need to talk to. She's her name, by the way, we all call her Cloudy. So, okay, the winner. Cloudy, on the I thought you and I were pals. Hey, no? I don't know what to tell you. She, I, I, she didn't like Emothy. That was for sure. All right, we'll talk. I'll talk to her. I'll get her on our side. Don't worry. <laughs> get her on the horn after this. <laughs> on the horn. Also, <laughs> Cloudatha, may I speak with you? <laughs> also... <laughs> <laughs> also, can you tell Alpal that I would really like a spiked Emothy Sunrise, whatever it is? I think you would. It was um it was uh orange juice, cranberry juice, uh grenadine and club soda. Oh hell yeah. Just throw some gin or some vodka in there. I'm in. Sounds yeah, delicious. Yeah. I feel like most of the drinks I like end up pairing well with I'm a sure. gin or vodka. Well, especially because Al's great at cocktails, so she just removes the booze and it's a mocktail, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I miss my little bartender. Um, okay. Let's What's her name, see. by the way? Al Pal. <laughs> okay. I didn't she already know has was a name. Like a- or Alice Sunflower. Sometimes she calls me Christine the mom and I call her Aunt Alice Sunflower. Uh, oh. she, she calls me JB. It's a whole thing. We have a lot of names. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she just texted me recently was like, there's someone at my work named JB. And she's like, and I was like, yeah, now you have to think about me every time you work. Ha-ha. I didn't know Justin Bieber worked at her J- office. No, I do. JB. <laughs> okay. JB's not Justin Bieber. Get out of here. I had that name first. Okay. 
So anyway, back to this horrible story. So Donica, what's her name? Donna. Sorry. Now I'm really thrown off. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. Donna and Ramsey. Uh, uh-huh. And then Daniel is the dad. So Daniel was ill. Uh, Ramsey was going through it. Donna's going through it. So mm-hmm. Ramsey's world was rocked May 16th, 2013, uh, when Daniel, his father, passed away. The family was obviously heartbroken. Um, Ramsey, as Donna was predicting started to spiral um Mm. and this was about a year before he went missing so court documents obtained by the detroit free press reveal that ramsey's anger after his dad's passing had escalated to unsafe levels and he uh threatened suicide multiple times and with ramsey being the worst he had ever been mental health wise donna petitioned the court to have him hospitalized um ramsey consented And the following month, Ramsey told authorities that he had intentions of ending his mother's guardianship in six months on the conditions that he would cooperate with treatment, take his medication, and follow his mother's rules. So, uh, Mm, those... So it seemed like maybe things were getting better. He was saying, you know, I if I'm going to take my medication, I'm going to follow the rules, and I think I can be on my own again, basically. Okay. So those plans were paused, though, when in September of that year, Ramsey had one of his teeth crowns removed, thinking there was a speaker that had I- been planted in his crown. Mm. There wasn't, but, you know, that was just his paranoia. Right. Um, and so following that incident, do- uh, doctors diagnosed him with psychosis born from his paranoia. And after 90 days of treatment, uh, he was released from the medical center on the basis that he wasn't deemed dangerous, but he was still under his mother's guardianship. So he moved in with her um, at her home. Now, it wouldn't be long until the Scrivo family were met with yet another life-changing event. So, and obviously not a good one. (laughs) The hits just keep coming. When it rains, it pours. That's right. And also the house burns down because that's what happened. (gasps) So, oh no, a fire started in the basement um, of the house, which happened to be Ramsey's room. Um, oh. Donna managed to get out of the house, call the firefighters, and when they turned up, they went in and were able to rescue Ramsey, thankfully, even though he had been in his room during the what fire. What happened? Was it a candle or something? Um, there was actually never, they never were able to pinpoint what started the fire it's questionable in my mind i mean it started like in his room and nobody did an investigation so we just have no clue Um, okay but thankfully both of them survived uh so they moved into ramsey's home in st Clair shores and lived there while the his mother's home was being repaired um and like i said they never investigated the fire so there's no way to Mm. figure out what had happened there um many also started to question like I don't know. Some people were like kind of judgmental of her saying like, why didn't she save Ramsey from the basement? But it's sort of like, I I feel like nobody really knows what they would do if their house were on fire. And I 100% don't know what I would do. And like, you're told not to run into a burning building. I mean, as much as we like to think we would to save somebody. I mean, I don't know. With any, with any crisis, I can, um, whatever situation I could carefully plan in my head, right. A superhero. Right. But like, it's probably 99% chance. Not going to especially exactly. Especially if that is where the fire is. Like she called the fire department, you know, whatever. So part of me would assume that like, Oh, the, anyone else who's down there can clearly see the fire and they're, 
maybe they were already to. out. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. I don't know. But then also you could see like maybe they're trapped. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. So so it worked. She called the fire department. They saved him, thankfully. Um, but now we're moving forward to Ramsey's disappearance. She files this missing persons report. She's like, I looked at all the bars. I looked everywhere. I, I keep calling him. He won't answer his phone. Um, so while... Ramsey is missing. Police ask Donna for a photo of Ramsey to send to the media so they can broadcast the photo on the news. And uh, she said she didn't want the media involved. Uh, So, like, kind of strange, I guess. But I guess that's her prerogative? I don't Mm -hmm. know. That's another thing where I'm not really sure what I would do. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know. Um. Yeah, so she's like, I'm not giving you a photo of him, which just seems strange. It does seem strange. But then Ramsey's phone was found uh, in the front garden of one of the neighbor's houses. Oh, shit. And police looked at the phone. They couldn't figure out any leads, any clues to where he was. But there was one odd thing that they discovered when they looked at the phone. Huh. Was it that she hadn't called him at all? There were no missed calls from Donna. And that's where I begin my suspicions. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Good call, though. You really nailed that one. Hey, I just read, like, a creepypasta, so I'm involved in the story. You're in, like, a narrative headspace. I got you. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a literary genius. Is that what you are? Oh. I don't know. Some say it. That person is me. Some do. Nobody knows quite who, but it could be M. Someone has said it, and it was 100% not true, but it was said. But it was said, and it was said five minutes ago on the podcast by M. And then the day came about that everyone had been fearing. On January 30th, 2014, a woman was driving and noticed a few trash bags on the side of a snowy road. Oh, God. She thought somebody had, you know, dumped, had been poaching deer and had dumped some parts on the side of the road. She pulled over and quickly noticed there was a head and intestines <gasps> oh yeah that's, wow i mean i knew there was a body in there but i didn't know that not good i didn't know that that detailed wow. yeah so not good she calls the police um they show up and realize that not only are there a couple bags there down further down the road there are more bags with more body parts like human body parts um and they are spread out all around the side of the road um and so they immediately turn this into a homicide it was hard to identify the human remains but in one of the other bags they found a jigsaw not a jigsaw puzzle a jigsaw yeah (laughs) yeah i got you (laughs) sorry i'm not a very handy person as you know i nail curtains to the wall so a saw for when the jig is up for when the jig all right all right settle down class okay uh so they found a jigsaw four saw blades women's women's clothing and a coke bottle um in another one of the trash bags super strange and so after some investigation they determined they were dealing with the remains of a white man uh in his 20s or 30s and so the following morning the police got another call about another bag outside of an off-ramp nearby and in that clothing they found uh, some charred paperwork, but no more body parts. And the paperwork seemed to be in relation to Ramsey Scribo. So now they're putting the pieces together of like, oh, over here in this part of the, I think it was a different county. There's like this missing persons case. And over here we found these mysterious body parts. It might be the same person. 
So fingerprints of the body were taken uh, as missing people from the area were cross-examined and ruled out one by one. And then finally they were able to determine that, yes, the remains were those of 32-year-old Ramsey Scrivo. So according to Monsters and Critics, though the body had evidently suffered post-mortem thermal injury and charring, the autopsy made it clear that Ramsey had been drugged with Xanax uh, four times what he was prescribed, and he was like a big guy, so he had been like overloaded with Xanax, um, and that amount of Xanax was actually enough to kill him, Um, (gasps) but that's not what killed him. So he was like overdosed with Xanax, and then he was strangled with a ligature. Uh, his that which killed him, and then his body was hacked into fourteen pieces, and oh set on fire. <gasps> so, oh, and that is that where we think the fire came from? No, because he was rescued from that. Remember oh, that right, came right, from right, his right, room, right, right. Yeah. Sorry, I just heard fire, and I was like, I know about a fire. Okay, you're right. I mean, it is a weird quinky dink. I don't know, maybe if they're related Oof. somehow, but yeah, it was not that fire specifically. Um, His cause of death was asphyxiation due to the ligature around his neck. He'd been strangled. Um, Oddly, his right arm was never found. So that's kind of freaky to think it's probably still on the side of the road somewhere. Yikes. Um, And you know what? Think about this. He was paranoid about being poisoned all the time. And then he fucking was poisoned. I know. Isn't that horrible? I actually had not put that together. It just makes it extra sad. Um. That, like, yeah. someone was able to take advantage of his, you know, paranoia and, ugh, God. Also, like, it, like, I feel like it's, if he were around, if he had survived it, he, like, all of his paranoia would have been validated. Like, yeah. Or, to him, at least, he would have been like, you kept gaslighting me into thinking yes. that I shouldn't be worried, and then you fucking poisoned me. And it happened once, it could happen again, yeah. Yeah. So, um... Around the time that it was released that a cis white man had been found murdered, a tip arrived for the police. A witness came forward and said that she remembered on the 30th of January she had seen a woman driving an SUV dropping off trash bags on the side of the road. Mm. And she thought, like, it was a dead dog or a dead animal that this woman was dumping on the side of the road, um, not realizing it was literally a human. And so they tracked down CCTV footage from a nearby gas station and they spotted a woman uh, on the footage getting gas and police were like, that must be the suspect in this murder. So Sheriff Tim Donnellan took to the news to reveal this information and he commented, we're going to be releasing a picture of a person of interest that we hope citizens can help us identify as well as a vehicle. So probably not a surprise to literary genius M. Schultz, but the woman from the footage was identified to be Donna Scrivo herself. Donica, actually. Donica to you. (laughs) Donica Scrivo herself. She was immediately brought into the station for questioning, and you can watch her interview on YouTube, but here's like a little reenactment. You ready? Oh, I sure am. I'm going to play the part of Donica here. Okay. So, And the detective. So everyone, really. I'm the star. Okay. Oh, okay. So I'm the literary (laughs) genius, and you are the A-list celebrity. You just take notes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm the A-list celebrity. So the detective sits opposite Donna and says, I have some unfortunate news. I know that you've seen the videos, the TV reports up in St. Clair County. We believe that that's your son. Donna bursts into tears and whimpers, oh, my son. The detective asks, did he have friends in St. Clair County? To which she replies, not really. The detective asks, when's the last time you were up there? She thinks for a second before she replies, um, I had a patient up there a couple years ago. 
And the detective stops in her tracks and says, well, I'm a little confused. I know you were in St. Clair County yesterday. <gasps> and because that's where the gas station was. And, oh, yes, 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 and yes. Donna goes, no. <laughs> okay wow and uh de- the detective says master master manipulator master manipulator <laughs> a-list celebrity uh and then the detective goes would it help if you looked at the pictures and donna oh. says pictures of what and she's like you can look at them and hands over pictures of her on the cctv and donna says that is me <laughs> <laughs> you got me like what like so quickly uh no to yeah. Yep, that's me. I mean, and then she says, if you're telling me that I got gas there, then I must have just been driving around looking for a Ramsey, as if she, like, totally fucking forgot. And the detective says, I'm hoping that you're going to start remembering a little bit more so we can figure out what in God's name happened here. And Donna says, I don't have those answers for you. The detective says, we know you're not a bad person. I think you're just a tired person who's been dealing with a son with severe mental issues. That wears. I couldn't do it. So now she's playing, like, you know, uh-huh. woe is me. Woe is like, we're just going to try and guilt you into, uh, or like, what's the word? Like, try to kind of good cop, bad cop. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm sure it was just so hard living with this son, you know, blah, blah, blah. So she just goes, I didn't kill my son. Uh, and the detective says, did he kill himself? But you didn't want people to know that. And you thought this might be a way to cover it up. And she says, ma'am, I didn't kill my son. I don't know what you want me to say. And she says, I don't know, just the truth. And then she said, I think it's time I find me a lawyer. So that is the wow. interview. Um, yikes. So needless to say, Donna was arrested January 31st as the main suspect in her son's death and was charged with the dismemberment of her son's body. Um, she was not charged with murder because the autopsy had come back inconclusive somehow, even though he had died by strangulation, but whatever. Okay. And according to M Live, while in custody, Donna threatened to hurt herself, so jail officials moved her to a mental health unit of the Macomb County Jail, um, but she was found competent to stand trial. And so Donna herself, I'm just going to give you a little bit of like background info on Donna. So she was uh, from Texas, born February 4th, 1954 as Donna Chaffin in Dallas. And from a young age, she knew she wanted to be a nurse. Um, she married her husband at age 24, her husband's name, Daniel Scrivo, and she actually met him. She was like working in a jail and he was hmm. an inmate there. So oh, kind okay. of a weird backstory that just kind of gets glossed over, but it's like, okay. Sure. <laughs> so they got together. Um, two months later, she had her first son, Jason. They moved to Michigan where Daniel was from. And three years later, Ramsey was born in 81. And so as we've already determined, um, their lives were not super chill and easy. Uh, Daniel had obtained hep C as a teenager, which forced him to undergo open heart surgery. And that's actually what ended up killing him when he was 61 in 2013 um, when he had that terminal illness. Donna also had heart issues. She actually had a heart attack in 2003 um, and she survived it, but it made her anxiety levels extremely high. Um, and so she started doing home nursing instead, uh, because it just took such a mental toll on her and working, you know, out at the hospital was too much. So in reference to, um, some Facebook posts that you can actually like see the screenshots of Facebook posts between Donna and her son, Ramsey. And it seemed like they have a pretty normal, like mother son relationship. Like, wow. There weren't any really, red flags. Sense. 
It makes sense why this episode was on Snapped then. Right? I was thinking that too. I was like, this is so weird how all of a sudden, <laughs> like things yeah. just 180. It's almost as if she snapped. It's yeah. almost as if one could say. Yeah. So in one Facebook post, for example, from November 6, 2010, uh, Ramsey says, sometimes you have to lose to win. It takes a real man to understand that. Thanks to all the strong women in my life who've taught me that, especially you, mom. And uh, just kind of like, you know, cheesy posts like that. And then um, Ma- she pulled the classic mom thing where she would post like weird mundane posts on his wall all the time. <laughs> like one of them literally said, look at these pictures. Neat. And it was just oh, like yeah. pictures of like iguanas or something. <laughs> like it's like, okay, mom, thanks. <laughs> classic. Thanks. Uh, that's uh, an iguanaga. No, that was stupid. <laughs> oh. Try oh, I tried. Ouch. Hang on. Hang on. Oh. Wrong one. Oh, that damn. was the hit the green one. There it is. <laughs> much better. Much better. The first one was a, a drum roll, and I, I don't think that one fit. Sorry. Oh, I thought it was a didn't. Oh, it is. Wait. Oh, yeah. I guess that is what that is. Sorry. So you did it right. This whole thing is wrong. This so is all. Just... <laughs> this is all. Yikes. I feel like I should just play the crickets and stop talking, but um, I'm going to leave everyone alone. Oh, okay. So, yes, she posts all these iguana photos or weird shit like that. And one of them uh, is another photo or like a link and it just says do you remember this lady which is like the most mom thing ever to just be like hey remember this person it's like yeah mom that was like the dentist or whatever i don't know i just think it's so silly um so facebook also revealed that a while before dan passed away the dad donna went to a high school class of 1972 reunion in dallas texas um and there's a classic comment on this photo uh by a guy named Billy Jack Campbell. There's a photo from this reunion and the <laughs> the comment is four like the number four. Four simply great girls. Think a lot of y'all was great to see y'all class of 72 rocks. So oh. just like it's <laughs> it's it's just kind of freaky going through the photos cuz it's like so normal and like mundane uh-huh. and like inane. It's like you wouldn't Every, know everyday human Facebook. Yeah, yeah, like such as just like cl- cliche mom stuff. Um, and so in that uh, YouTube video that by that chapter, they mention uh, saying it was it was thought that at the reunion Donna reconnected with an old flame, and when oh. she returned, she seemed to be texting someone nonstop that she had reconnected oh. with at the reunion. Could it be Billy Jack Campbell? Um, it was not Billy Jack Campbell. Um, even Can though you that- imagine those texts. <laughs> For you, I do anything. Class of 72 rocks. He ends every text with that message. And the emoji of like finger guns. <laughs> no, it's like the rock emoji. Like rock on. <laughs> Class of 72 rocks. He uses the seven and two icons. Aww. I love him. Um, yeah, no, unfortunately. Well, I guess fortunately for him, he wasn't involved in any of this. Just as a side commenter on her facebook photos he just became the star of the show he just became the a-list celebrity he swooped me right out of the way and said i'm actually the star now (laughs) um so it was also thought that after dan passed away her husband and now that her other son jason had moved she had been thinking about moving back to dallas to be with this new guy she was seeing um but then ramsey all of a sudden vanished and so back back into the investigation police obtained search warrants for donna's car and ramsey's condo so initially it was a little tricky for them to get their hands on donna's car and the reason is because she immediately donated her car to a donation program uh because i assume she knew that it was 
going to get her in trouble. I don't know. But as soon as she's arrested, basically, they're like, she's like, oh, I just happened to give my car away. Sorry, you can't have it. How convenient. How, How convenient. convenient. Yeah, very sus. Um, and when they do collect the car, finally, they get their hands on it. They find Ramsey's blood in it. So that explains oh. why she got rid of it. That'll do it. That'll do it. So neighbors had complained to police that there was a smell of something an awful lot like bleach coming from Ramsey's house. And the police uh, searched the house themselves and also noticed just the overwhelming stench of bleach from the house. Not a good That'll sign. That'll also do it. That'll also do it. Um, so the house was evidently a crime scene. Ramsey's blood was found in the bathtub. I mean, this is giving me all sorts of weird feelings about your bathtub thing earlier. Sorry. I'm just like a little freaked out now. Hey, I I was I didn't know I was so in the right about being freaked out. I didn't bathtubs. either. And I don't oh no. Especially there was um we did it was either Vermont yes. or Maine where we had a show and I stayed in a really weird apart uh, hotel after you and Eva left and I stayed behind to like I remember explore. that. And I remember there being a, it was like it had not been touched since the 60s. It was very old and creepy. And there was just a bed. It was a very small room and it was just a bed and just a hot tub in the middle of the room on carpet. I'd like like to clarify, this was not when I was booking the travel. This is (laughs) when M decided to book their own travel. 100% me. And I remember thinking like, I mean, technically I could get in the hot tub. And I was like, but really, I won't. Really, let's all be honest here. <laughs> let's all be upfront about what's going to happen like, here. I feel like someone one hundred percent was murdered in that hot tub. Something not, or something even worse, like bodily fluid. Like I don't want to know what happened in the hot tub, but uh, something, something with bodies happened. Something there, unclean happened like in there. I don't like yeah. it. <laughs> even just sinful in general. Just I bad, just spiritually, emotionally, physically, not good. Um. So yeah, they found Ramsey's blood in the bathtub. Uh on the bedroom wall, on the porch, and on the hand railings of the house. So all the fuck oh. over the place. Uh, the bathtub also had burn marks inside <gasps> of it. So oh, clearly no. that's where she was probably trying to burn the body. Um, and also it does make you wonder, like, with that first fire, was she – so that's why people say, like, why didn't she go in the basement? Like, maybe she set the fire yeah, and tried to kill him that way. Yeah, but then she realized it wasn't working. But then, like, yeah, got right. Then he survived, and now I don't know. So everything seemed to be linking up. Um, in addition to all of the above, a local store had footage of Donna heading into their establishment. Um, I think it was a Lowe's where she was seen buying a jigsaw, and then she returned the jigsaw that evening. And oh God, can you imagine buying that, being the next customer? And I know the- I. I have thought about that before with like the rental deals they have there where it's like, what was someone doing with this before I got it? Yeah. And apparently and that- they they even asked her like, oh, what do you plan on doing with the saw? Because they were trying to help her buy one. And she was like, oh, just this and that around the house. <laughs> you know, just just a little here and there jigsawing. <laughs> jigsawing. Um, and so she t- returned it and said, oh, I had trouble charging it. So I'm going to give it back to you. Uh, yikes. However, um, there seems to be plenty of evidence to cast a suspicious eye in her direction, but there was also an element that kind of added a little bit of doubt, and that's that Donna's DNA could not be found on Ramsey's body. So they took her nail clippings and hair samples, um, and although uh, they did find her DNA on the Coke bottle in one of the garbage bags, they could not find any on Ramsey's body. 
But despite that, uh, she did go to trial in May of 2015 in Macomb County. And one of the people who took the stand was Ramsey Scrivo's neighbor, Darsha. Darcia? Darsha? <laughs> What's wrong with me? I, I don't know. That's like, I, I don't even know how to make that an empathy nickname. D-A-R-C-I-A. Darcia? I say Darcia. Dar- I'd say Dar. Oh, I'd say Darsha. I said Darsha, but then it sounded weird. I don't know. <laughs> All right. I don't know. So, uh, Miss D, I'll call her. Uh, she, <laughs> she, she took the- well, I would imagine, isn't that how Marsha Brady spelled her name? This is Marsha? Darsha? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't yeah. know why it sounds so weird to me. All right. But so, yeah. So, according to MLive, um, Darsha whatever her name is, took the court or told the court how she heard, quote, sounds of an electric saw or chainsaw, which wasn't unusual because he was always doing renovations, but it just sounded suspicious like he was trying to be quiet about it, which was strange because he was always doing renovations. It would stop, start a little bit, stop and start a little bit again, like he was trying to cover up a noise. I assumed it was him. So another neighbor called uh, Patricia testified that she saw Donna struggling to carry three black garbage bags to her silver SUV just days before investigators made the shocking discovery. Uh, But the climax of the trial was when Donna took the stand herself. And in this snapped episode, there are like 90 some percent of cases in murder cases. The defendant does not take the stand. But for whatever reason, Donna takes the stand. Wow. Uh Uh-huh. And, um... Basically, uh, the prosecutor blasts Donna about her son's murder and Mm. not the smartest thing, I guess, to get on the stand. That's probably why most people don't. Uh, But so we see the prosecutor question why she had bought carpet shampoo uh, right before Ramsey disappeared. Uh, We see him interrogate why the Xanax that was traced in Ramsey's body was from Donna's own uh, prescription and why after the murder there was only one pill left out of the 90-day supply that she had gotten at the beginning of the oh, month. Holy crap. Okay. Uh, all excellent questions, but the prosecutor could not have predicted the 180 Donna is about to fucking pull on all of us oh, here. What? <laughs> she, what is she going to do? She. <laughs> what is Donna going to do now? She had a whole new story. She says, this is what really happened to my son. She says, back to January 25th, think back, I'm in the basement, I'm doing laundry, and all of a sudden, in this brand new unheard testimony, the police haven't even heard this story, she says she went upstairs after doing the laundry and sees that the front door is open. She goes to check in on Ramsey, and she is confronted by a man wearing a mask who is holding Ramsey in his room, and the man man in the mask says to her, Mrs. Scrivo, I didn't know you were here. And then the masked man told Donna to shut up, stuffed a scarf in her mouth, handcuffed her to the bed, and killed Ramsey in front of her very eyes. Oh, huh. That is a 180. That is quite a tale. He then made her dispose of her son's body. And if she didn't do it, he would kill her as well. Uh, uh, <laughs> reaching. Reaching, Your Honor. Reach, I think Reaching. Yeah. What's that Facebook group? It's my favorite. It's called, like, Are You a Yoga Teacher? Because damn, what a stretch. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, my, that's what I'm thinking here. Um, according to Donna, the masked man was with her for five whole days at the house, like, keeping her captive. Um, and she was... I feel, like, I feel like it's... I feel like... How do you forget to mention that this whole time? Uh, yeah, Be- that, becomes, that becomes that becomes a question as the police are like, wait a second, like, 
you just forgot to tell us this. You didn't feel like we needed to know about this. Yeah. So, yeah, she says she's been handcuffed to the bed for five days, um, apart from when he ordered her to do something like dispose of the body. Um, He was the one who told her to buy the saw. So she went and bought a saw. Uh, He was the one who told her to sell her car or to, like, donate her car. And then he would always be waiting in the condo. Uh, standing backwards <laughs> running at you at full speed uh, break dancing in the bathtub yeah <laughs> so at this point everyone's like excuse me what what's going on so they start off easy saying like well did you recognize this person uh do you know who he is she says no and they're like then why were you at the store when you were at the store didn't you ask an employee for help or say like call the police and she just says i couldn't do that uh, and then the prosecutor really goes in on her and at one point in the beginning of her cross-examination um, asks him, she asks him, are you done? And he replies, oh, I'm just getting started. <laughs> oh. Step aside, Donna. Sit you down. You better believe it. Oh, my goodness. Uh, in one clip, he asks, why did he let you live? And when this man is allegedly in your car when you're at the police station, why don't you go to the officer and say, officer, the killer, like the one who killed my son and is keeping me hostage, is in the backseat of my car. He murdered right. my son in cold blood. He put me in handcuffs. He beat me. He chained me to my bed. And he's in your parking lot. Please help me. To yes. which, like, yeah, the ultimate question. And to which Donna responds, he wasn't with me at the police station, which is like, okay, even okay. more of a reason to say he's at my house. Go get him. <laughs> so I you were know. even more free? Yeah, I'm you were confused. more safe, you'd think. Um, so Donna's asked why it's taken her so long to reveal this information, um, especially like to police. And she maintains that though she didn't uh, say anything that she maintains that she didn't say anything because she wanted to keep her and her family safe. And I'm like, well, it's too late for that. But OK. So according to USA Today, she was afraid that he would kill her other son, nieces and other relatives. Uh, she said that she did exactly what the man told her to do, having no faith that the police could keep her family safe um she said i trusted the man who was holding the gun to my head so she was too afraid to tell police and in this moment where don is asked to explain herself more she comes out with this statement sir i didn't want to testify i'm gonna so that was the other thing is there like so why are you telling the story now if you still are so afraid that this man is out there and is going to kill your family and she says yeah sir i didn't want to testify i'm gonna be confused on having to speak And he hits her back with, you didn't want to testify. You had the right not to testify, and you're up here testifying. I get the right to ask you questions whether you like them or not. So let's keep going, okay? (laughs) Sounds like really dramatic. Um, It's a three-hour questioning, which ultimately, like, she just can't – like, her her story just doesn't hold water. Um, Mm -hmm. And she maintains her innocence the whole time. The only thing that's, like, actually helpful is that her DNA wasn't found. Um, And so she says – You have technology and equipment that can detect blood after cleaning it. If there was something on me, if I did what you said, some of it would have showed on me. Some of me would have shown on Ramsey and some of him would have shown on me. And you didn't bag and tag my clothes or anything. So this is the only thing she's like that actually works in her favor. Um, So Donna's defense uh, pulled focus onto the image of this like frail Donna. They're like, she could never have lifted this very heavy person into the bathtub herself she's so weak she's so weak she's like this grandmotherly figure um and so that's kind of the only thing that they could lean on besides the dna and so uh as part of the closing statements according to daily mail uh, the prosecutor called scrivo's account fake he said you either believe that or you believe the physical evidence and her defense lawyer rounded all of it up by repeating the things uh he needed to 
like cling on to the fact that her DNA was not found on his body and that um, how on earth could his 110 pound client Donna lift the body of her 235 pound son into a bathtub and to that I say well clearly she cut it up with a right. saw but okay whatever <laughs> I feel like it, that one was easy she answered that seen, herself <laughs> yeah. like there's several garbage bags of proof <sighs> if you need it yeah yeah which also it's like pretty fucking sad I saw a comment somewhere being like she threw her son away with like her coke like she like tossed her coca cola yeah, like something about I, that is so icky you know I mean obviously it's icky to begin with but just like the callousness of like oh and I'll throw my empty soda can in with his remains yeah. is like oh my god it's, it's just like so uh, dark. out with the trash yeah. like really thought of him as trash yeah it's so fucking dark um so the uh her defense attorney also asked the jury what reason she would have for killing and mutilating her son which is like lord knows but no, that's what we are all wondering, I guess. What What did she say? She, uh, so he commented, um, so this is just him saying to the jury, her lawyer saying to the jury, like, why would she even do such a thing? Like, you have to understand, like, she would have, this is what he said, she would have to be the stupidest murderer in the world unless she was forced, unless she was directed at gunpoint to do these seemingly stupid things. <sighs> so... According to USA Today, after the jury spent one hour and 40 minutes only deliberating, uh, Judge Richard Coretti sentenced 61-year-old Donna Scrivo to life in prison as she was found guilty of first-degree premeditated murder, disinterment, and mutilation of a body, and removing a body without the permission of the medical examiner. Uh, the judge called this the one of the most heinous crimes and said it was mind-boggling to do what Scrivo did to her very own son, who looked mm -hmm. to his mother. Um, Donna desecrated her son's body, and this is something that is only seen in, quote, B-horror movies. <laughs> so Whoa. Like, this, is, this is a bunch of bullshit. Um, to this day, Donna, unsurprisingly, maintains her innocence. Um, she's serving her time in the Women's Huron Valley Correctional Facility in Michigan. Um, and it's still – I think the most unsettling thing about this is, like, we still don't totally know what her motive is. Like, I guess it was that she wanted to move to Texas, but she couldn't take her son with her because he didn't want to go and she was his guardian. But it just huh. seems so extreme to, like – Yeah. You know? Like, I mean, I don't want to be that guy, but I feel like he was so – had so many mental health issues. She could have found a – like easier way to blame this on like a suicide or something not like cut i mean if, body. She, if she if she were going to kill like even like then he yeah wasn't that one of the things that the cops even like baited yes. her with of like did he hurt himself, himself and right you were trying to get rid of the evidence or you were trying to you were scared people would find out or whatever yeah like that and he had threatened suicide so many times i feel like you know seemingly because the xanax too would have already was enough to kill him she could have said it was an overdose it's just so weird to me and I, I don't know like even though i do believe she did it like i don't think there was a masked intruder behind no, it but like i don't think so but like why i don't know it's so strange i, I don't really know all of it all of it feels very like literally snapped snapped like, Im impulsive and like not thinking clearly. yeah I mean, obviously not yeah. thinking clearly you killed fucking somebody but no but you're right like, like it just seems like it just imploded or something because like what my favorite part of this my favorite part of our show is when we get to your story and we both are trying to rationalize something irrational something so we're irrational like, yeah we're like but wait a minute that doesn't make sense it's like duh i know i know but like you'd think at least like there was no life insurance payout you know at least yeah. usually people have some sort of like 
especially for your own son like you'd think you need a strong motive yeah. for that but like maybe she really did just snap like she just had enough i don't know yeah. but like again their wall to wall so to speak was so just like inane and like cutesy it's like what the fuck happened but anyway, last bullet here. According to the Detroit Free Press, Donna had testified that she told her sister-in-law at Christmas time 2013 that her son told her she didn't do enough to save his father. And when asked if that made her feel bad, she said yes, adding, I feel like a failure as a mom, as a wife, and a nurse. Um, and she also testified that sometimes uh, her son got loud with her and they argued. Um, but again, like, I just, that doesn't seem like enough to me from an outside perspective but who no. knows if there was a fight or something that we just don't we won't ever know about um and then like i i'm trying to think like was she just like broken down or worn down enough yeah. after like having to like shitty phrasing care like, for deal him. with him yeah 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 like i mean maybe maybe she was just over it i can't imagine being so over it that you would ever even consider yeah. that but i mean maybe she was already like battling her own mental health stuff yeah, on top yeah. of taking care of him i don't know yeah who knows like what else was going on behind the scenes um so yeah that's the story of donna scrivo and uh very sad but you know just another shocking one i guess it started even really horribly like you listing all of the just the tragedies of, yeah everything that family was going and through. i feel sad too for the older son who just lost like everyone in his family you know, like yeah. his dad dies of an illness, then his brother gets murdered, and then it turns out his mom did it, and now she's in jail. Yeah, it's just sad. How long was she in jail for? Do we know? <laughs> she's how... still there. Uh, she got a life. She got life in prison. Okay. Okay. Um, and she was sentenced, I think, in twenty fifteen. I put my notes away, but I'm pretty sure twenty fifteen. Um. So yeah, she's still there. So, wow. Anyway, fun fact for you. Oof. Well. That was a doozy. Was, I, what an episode. I feel less bad about the, the Donica jokes. Right. Like, yeah. At first I was like, oh shit, am I saying something about a victim and am I going to regret that? But now I'm like, nah. All right. She'll well. be fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. She's gotten much worse to deal with on her plate right now. So it's okay. Yeah. Who is I'm trying to think? Of, I feel like, oh, I'm thinking of a different person named Danica. Never mind. Danica okay, Patrick? Yeah. Oh. No, who is that? Is that a, a race car driver? Race car driver. <laughs> um, no, I was thinking of someone. I think she was in the Wonder Years or something. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you for your story, Christine. It's uh, we're start we're ending the episode earlier than we usually do because we recorded earlier than we usually do. So, what are you going to have? Oh. You're on the East Coast. I was going to say, what are you going to have for lunch? Oh, but it's 4 p.m. here. I'm getting ready for happy hour and dinner time. <laughs> what, what's going to be your drink today? Maybe an empathy sunrise. I sincerely was sitting here going, what do I have to make a cocktail with? I don't know. I'm going to have to go do a little peekaroo. A little peekaroonie? A little peekaroonie. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm going to go have another empathy sunrise, I think. Aww. I'll send a picture. Cheers. I'll send you a video. I took a video of myself like twirling Cute. it. Cute. So. Well, and I ordered Shake Shack, which I'm very excited. Oh, hell yeah. I'm going to order food too. Yum. All right. And that's why we <laughs> drink. <laughs> so bad. <laughs>